I'm Johnny Korn, and this is, by the way, uh, with me in the studio, we have uh, my co-host, Reggie Shore. Hello, guys. How you guys doing? And if you want to find your information, where do they go? You can find me at shorterthanyou.com, or you can just put in Reggie Shorter. You can have it over the Google, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. We have producer Dave. Oh, hey, what's up? Uh, you can find me fucking everywhere. Uh, Echoplexmedia.com has all my podcasts and all of everybody else's podcasts. I do podcasts on this network. Catch me uh, every Sunday night um, on the big show, The Plex. That's Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, that's Echoplex Media is the username on there. And you can find me on Twitter, but I'm not going to tell you where. I uh, my, my website is johnnycorn.net. And in studio, uh, we have, from Rebels Camp, Juan Maserati. Hello, y'all. And th that song is from Rebels Camp. Yes, sir, it is. Yes, yes. I loved it. Actually, sounds a little bit psychedelic to me. I love it. I was going to start seeing colors. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of those jams, you know? I skipped to Lou off of the album Zaliens. That's a San Ho Zaliens. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, Rebels Camp is a group out of San Jose. Uh, how long have you guys been together? Rebels Camp has been in... It, in existence you could officially probably say like late late in the late 90s when they were uh the three brothers were actually a 
a rap group. They mm. were basically re- representing fully, you know, San Jose, right. and they were they were called LSP. And these three brothers from Southside San Jose basically had. <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's like it's it's it's. Whew, whew. <clears throat> you have to forgive me, but it's really kind of emotional. Hard. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I hear you. These guys have a lot of um, I can tell there's love there. Yeah, yeah. There's love. There's, um, <clears throat> now, now, when did you start with them? I'm sorry. Um, they have a lot of love, but yes, they're. Their love is really matched by their musical um, creativity. Their, their musical creativity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, they're very creative. I, in fact, uh, that's one of the things I really like about um, about Rebels Camp is just how not great the music is. Uh, now you play keyboards for them. And yes, yes, sir. How long have you been doing that? Since uh, 2012. Oh, so for a little while now. Yes. How did they find you, or how did you find them? Well, it was. It was like uh, I actually came across these cats when I was over uh, uh, after work. I would head on uh, over to Johnny V's on Mondays. Oh, I know that. Johnny yeah. V's downtown. Yes. Johnny downtown, V's downtown. downtown. Yes. yes. And I was, you know, basically just kind of new to the neighborhood because I was prior to that, I was uh, living in Southside, uh, San Jose, Branham area ah. for five years. And. Uh, so I moved to downtown and I was like in settled in and everything and I was like okay well this is a good opportunity to check out this, this spot right. and uh, right. immediately I was gravitated to Johnny V's because I was just like a really good spot for live music and for various casts that's mm-hmm. coming through and and you know basically evangelize so um, needless to say uh, I went there one night on a Monday and I was just like okay I'm tired but there's people here I'm gonna try to get some energy off the, the the music and everything. And next thing I know, I see these uh, these cats are like playing on stage, right? But they're improvising, right? And I was like, wow, this is this is this is like you know. I was like, this is really fucking cool. So I was like sitting back watching it, and then I realized it was sort of like at some point an invitation to uh, get on stage and jam with these cats. So I was like, okay. I'm gonna come back next week. I'm gonna bring my keyboard and see if see, see if there's something. Yeah, yeah, balls right there, my man. It seemed like you just jumped into it right there. You know, it's like you had to just jump into that jam session to see where where you were at. You know, and absolutely, you had to, you got to, you have to do that, man. It was like there was like a call, you know, being sent. You know, oh yeah, it was put out to the universe. Hell yeah, it was. Hell Actually, yeah. I feel like people don't. Uh, there's a reason why people meet each other and when they meet each other it's for a particular reason like it's not just that you're meeting that person but it's the time that you're meeting that mm-hmm. person um a good example is reggie and i were on a show several years ago uh together and the two of us were going like man i gotta meet this guy yeah and yeah i'm yeah. like calling you like shorter i'm like yep and then we and yeah so i mean ever since so uh and so you sound i can tell that there's that closeness uh with you and the other bandmates you know, uh, which that. is cool. Uh, when did you start playing keyboards, or how long have you been playing? I mean, just 
Um, I would say that would be going back to like. I remember my mom. Well, it started off with listening. Like right. I remember, my mom had this. Uh, this, this furniture you got from this place called Levitt's Furniture. I remember Levitt's. Hell yeah, Levitt's. Yeah. Remember, if you're Barry. You stay, I was going to say, you stay in the, you, you've been out here. Oh, if yeah. You're, if you're Barry, you know about Levitt's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I mean. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a uh, that was a spot. That was yes, a spot, yes. it, it was yep. a store that existed for many, many, many years. Many. I remember as a child walking, just running around through the furniture store, you know, seeing all these different. You love it at Levitt's. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. <laughs> Even remember the jingle. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Oh my god. Okay. That's so, good. so you're um, uh, how old were you at this point? Do you think? Well, um, I know that I was my mom. Uh, she after she divorced my dad, she moved back from San Diego to her hometown where she was born and raised, Oakland. Ah, now my my father's from Oakland. Omaha to Oakland. But, yep. Yes. Know. We were talking about that the other day too, because you're um, East Bay. Yes. Yeah. You grew up um, what, what in in Oakland or for the first six years I was in Oakland, and then uh, my mom moved over to Hayward, See? California, hey. for like I think first two years and after that it was Union City and then Union City I was just there until uh, I left around 92 91 92 all right all right I, I remember um, spending a lot of time in the East Bay growing up uh, because my my dad uh, his family settled in Oakland and then after that uh, my aunt lived there so we'd go to many an A's game you know my brother and myself and my sister um, so, but, uh, fingers. yeah, but, uh, getting back to the, um, was the keyboards the first instrument you, you played or <clears throat> no, it was actually, um, it was started off being in a church chorale. Oh, cause, cause, uh, that's what, when I'm, you know, I grew up in that. You know, I grew up in that Pentecostal gospel vein of things, mm-hmm. right? Got it. And it was like, it was very fortunate. I consider myself... Whew, beyond <clears throat> fortunate to be have been exposed to the sound of black gospel music. Right. Because of its power mm-hmm. and its... It, it, you can't even put it into words, but uh, yeah, I I, I kind of get it because it just has uh, there's something moving about um, gospel music in general. It's the message. It's, it's well, definitely it's, it's definitely the it's message. The message is the tempo. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, arrangement. Um, when I grew up, I grew up Catholic, and um, the music was just not that good. <laughs> Let's put it that right, way. Right, you know, right. a, lot, a lot of organ and you know person singing that's it very soulful but absolutely uh, but yeah but like you get into some of these other churches and the music is just phenomenal and uh i i always admired uh musicians because it's something that i am okay i I wasn't that good (laughs) you know so let me let me let me give it to you straight imagine if you will in the 1970s 
there is a Latino Christian organization that has a church out in Union City, California. And imagine that, that particular church. Now, imagine that particular church, which was all Latino at the time, you know, somehow has established a connection between uh, what was at that time, and probably still is, the, the, the ground zero for what they is considered um, modern gospel. The Hawkins family. Imagine that church having that connection to that to, to that church, and in basically getting in, you know for front row seat to all the great greatest choirs and musicians. I find that to be really cool, actually. And for people that are old enough to remember the 1970s, um, th- this valley, well, the entire Bay Area was completely different back then too. Yes, and so it's it's kind of like this. Um, uh, it's a bunch of different influences coming together for you, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I, I find that great to be, to be great. So, uh, do you? So you grew up in the East Bay. Uh, just out of curiosity, do you have uh, siblings? Yes, I do. Um, older or younger? Where are you in the lineup? I am the oldest of the boys. Okay. And, that's uh, that's me too. I have an older sister. I'm the youngest. Oh, you have an older sister. Yes. See, yeah. I have three older sisters, and then me, and then my brother. Mm. Um, so yeah, the two boys came at the end, but yes, uh, but you're the oldest boy. That's nice. good. Yes, sir. I know Reggie's. Uh, uh, the I'm youngest. the youngest. Yeah, I'm the yeah. snitch in the family. <laughs> <laughs> now, if people want to find, and I should have done this up at the top, but if people want to find out about Rebels Camp, uh, what's the best way for them to find out about it? Well, uh, we are searchable through uh, all the music outlets like Apple Music, um, you know, Amazon and all that, Spotify. Uh, but as far as information, you can go to rebelscamp.com. And that's camp with a K. K- yes. K-A-M-P. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Rebels Camp. Rebels Camp. And I know that you're, um, what, what, how would you describe the music? To me, the music it really... It's, it's like a really broad type of uh, flow through these styles and these things that, I, you know, really are just, you know, American music. Like yeah. as far the as like, of American music. Now. Like as far as an artist right now that your music, like, you know, you have your music and your style that you're in right now. Who can you say, hey, you know, I sound something like or I would be in the same genre as. Right. Like I put you on the radio today. Who, what, what genre you think we'd slide you right in there? At where, like, where would you, where would we put you? You know, I, I, it's really a honestly a, a tough, you know, thing to to, to to say. But if I could just say that, like, some might say a, a jam band, but some of them, other my others might say, you know, we're just you know songwriters. And kind of just put, just trying to put out good, good music. Now, if I can jump in here a little sure. bit, I'll, I can be. <clears throat> I, I hear a little bit of Pink Floyd in some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear a little bit of Bruno Mars in some of the stuff. I hear, I hear some Sly and the Family Stone in some of the stuff. It's, Santana, it's it's, it's Santana like it's, it's like funk. It's like funk, soul, hip hop, and psychedelia, sort of all, all in, all in one nice, nice improvised package. I just there you go. I like that. I, 
I was being asked that earlier, like uh, how to describe the music, and I'm like, hmm. And oh, you got if you got to do it real quick, it's a funk band. They're an yeah. improvisa- improvisational funk band. Period. That's yeah, that, funk and jazz maybe. We go with that. We go on. That. I love it. Right. That means yes. we can put you in right next to Nirvana and all those other jammies, and oh, we can put you right in with the Nirvanas and all those guys, and boom, you know. I would love to hear your music right there and there. How how far uh, have you guys? Um, prefer- what's the furthest distance you've you've gone to do a, a show? <clears throat> We've done. Uh, the warp tour at one time we did yeah. that that was really fun that was really fun what what do you find uh the audiences are different in different areas um you know not really because you know it's like uh, man it's, it's a trip of how there's so many people out there with the first love for different styles of music so are the people that come out and watch us or won't come out and see us perform they're just really about really about love of music man and it's yeah. really uh we yeah. respect that we love that about our fans i i find that to be true uh with comedy uh as well um i know reggie's shaking his head no because that's why i was like go ahead man like i know you want to speak to speak on that and, he, he, and he's right you know what i mean when your fans come out and they love you organically you love that man no matter where you're at and i know me and this guy go all over the place and it's safe to say that Different demographics, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta change up. Like, what person will love that type of music, or what person? Well, good thing about music, though, you play it, man, and they it's universal. It's universal, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I find, um, I like a lot of the underground music that's out in the Bay Area right now. Um, so, I, and what I mean by underground is like not um, top forty um, commercialized stuff that that they but no auto-tune no oh, auto-tune for, yes <laughs> yes auto-tune drives me nuts that's, uh, that's a people but auto-tune is cool if it's used as an instrument in an obvious way yes if thank it's you David. to try to correct somebody who ain't singing good then it sounds it does if you and you can hear by the way if you can't hear it you don't know it's there and it's fine thank but, you but if it's and if it's used like that i'm blue song used Right, and that was a huge club hit. If it's mm, using right, like right. electronic music or pop music as a tool, the fucking auto the auto tune. If you're like tuning somebody way out of their natural tone and it sounds all roboty and shit, that's cool. But yeah, that auto tune when somebody can't sing. You know what? If you don't, yeah. if you don't know, sorry, T Pain. If you, but if you don't, <laughs> if you don't know they used it, <laughs> then you don't know they used it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if they're using it for an effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean that that's when it sounds really cool. But I find like a lot of the pop stuff, uh, they're just using way too much so go ahead singing. Me nuts. like singing transformers oh my god uh, yeah yeah so uh <laughs> do you have a particular song that you've uh of yours that um you is just like your baby that you you love overall or do is or are there just too many of them to you know I, there's a lot of stuff that i have out there on soundcloud and and other places but uh you know some of it that Dave, producer Dave has here as well, but no, I I don't have like a favorite, but um, I do like the way that people kind of interpret some of the stuff I put out there. Like, for example, there's this uh, one song, uh, Hot to Death, and uh, producer Dave has graciously used the shit out of Hot to Death (laughs) (laughs) for just like uh, background music. And, you know, I'm really interested in actually... um, to look into making 
music for a particular atmosphere or a uh, some vibe right. more like right. sound more like sound design than uh, I would than, say yeah, more like sound design for atmospheres and and uh and and settings than for um than sound, specifically like sound mm-hmm. than specifically for a song yes yes i would absolutely. like it if you did that too i'd use the shit out of all that stuff yes. too. background all that good stuff i i find money in that homie oh yeah serious money in that your royalties Exactly. You're, you're, you guys are in the studio right now. Every Wednesday we are in at the uh, studio, uh, the Grow Your Own uh, Central, and we are basically um, getting at the uh, all the songs. All the songs are completed, but now it's just sort of like uh, a little minor polish or looking, getting our, all of our set of ears together and just listen and then we take notes and then we break it down and and there's a lot of refinement in that process and right. so far the music is really banging man it's like yeah. it's sounding good and we can't wait to uh, drop it we're hoping that sometime by spring we'll have the um hoping you know that yeah, warm as springtime music baby yes yes sir yes sir yes sir which do you um do you like the recording process or do you like uh, performing? Which, which do you like better? Uh, performing live or being in studio? You know, I, I tell you what, it's like performing live is always the thing, you know, because it's, it's like you're manifesting yourself and, and you're and you're just letting the spirit flow and all that mm-hmm. music, music stuff. But yes, I would also say at the same time, it's like, you know what? Um, uh, for me, it's like it's more of a I discovered it as an experience that you're sitting together with five other dudes, and what we're do, you know, and we're 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 talking to each other, and we're 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 discussing. We're saying, hey, you know, what's this, and how does this work, and this, and you know what? It's like as a result of having done this, I think that the studio process becomes more exciting when you have, like sometimes you have the traditional one producer for one artist to do this one specific thing. Right. But imagine if you had more democratic thing where you had like four or five producers instead of one producer producing music. And then everybody's now getting like uh, their best on something that, that they can all then probably share as their own. And, and let people let the people hear what the people did, and it's that whole democratic thing that I think uh, that is the biggest influence I've ever gotten from this band from Rebels Camp is right. that is that process of building up from the from the from the from the from the labor of many. That's awesome. See, yeah. I, I I like that because like it that. sounds like um, you guys are are um, very much. Uh, feeding off each other like just bouncing stuff off of each other mm-hmm, to yes. the point where uh, it, it's a collaboration is always good uh, with particularly with bands with me hey I'm, I'm a comedian I just go out and tell, tell jokes I don't mean it that way but you write and you, you're a visionary too though bro well well thanks Thanks. I, I was fishing for a compliment. I got you. No, just, <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, but but like, but what I, what I mean by that is that um, I write for me, and um, it, it's not really a collaboration with like five, six different people. Mm-hmm. I think that just sounds so cool. It's like a team. I mean, I mean, what I was thinking. I mean, you're going from the Metrodome deet, deet, to a hit. You know, I mean, and 
everybody has to be on I mean you know, I've done studio work you know and, and yes you have to do stuff over and over and over probably not to the level that you have though but doing stuff over and over and getting that constant sound but I was going to ask you going far as far as like in the band when do you know it's the hit and who makes that call to go damn it that's a hit who makes the, who makes the hit call you no. know the audience <laughs> yeah, that, that would be like, true like if we're in the studio it, it, we just face yeah. them like will we like will we sit here and go David that's it right there bro like okay so let me ch- let's check this out the way I understand it and what maybe Juan can correct me a little bit here is while you guys are working on tunes you're workshopping them in the studio jamming but you're also kind of workshopping them out at your gigs if you have various gigs so mm-hmm. what, what my 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 understanding is one of the things that happens uh, for example the song Frankenstein was like made up on the spot at, at an event at a ha- Halloween event right and so a lot of times who decides who's the Rebels Camps hit is going to be the audience when they're improvising on the stage when the audience really responds to something that they've never done before that is a good they, point they kind of that's a good point y- y'all kind of put that in your back pocket and take it with you to the next jam session right that's absolutely correct that is and that has happened more than once where basically uh, we'll just be in that moment and boom something jumps out and it's like we're looking at each other like whoa this is a this is we, we're, this is we, this is this is something you know going down magic know? on the spot like yeah man I like that shit yeah, I, yeah. I do know currently uh, because you're in the studio recording you're not uh, don't have a whole lot of concert dates but that I'm sure will change um, soon where where can people find uh, Rebels Camp information again <clears throat> they, uh, excuse me and that's camp they, with a K they can uh, go to our uh, Rebels Camp Facebook group page and for uh, information they can also go to rebelscamp.com and um and follow us on on there and of course we're on instagram we're on other uh uh, social media platforms and we're basically are we're freely available if you're joining us uh we're, I'm talking to Juan Maserati from Rebels Camp. We also have Reggie Shorter here in the studio. Yes, sir. And, of course, producer Dave. Yep, just here working on, working on, working on. Yeah, there, there you go. There you go. So, what, um, who are your musical uh, influences, would you say? Musical influences would be like, I remember, like, the first musical influence would be probably... Uh, Walter Hawkins and the and the Love Center Choir family. That was a, a gospel, um, you know. Yes, gospel, gospel music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and you mentioned before the gospel was uh, a big influence. Are there um, other music styles that you particularly love as well? So, I was growing up. I I got into listening to jazz fusion, like so. That okay, that explains. Okay, so from that from that from gospel, I then kind of explored the whole, uh, especially during the eighties when there you know had cats like Jack Korea, Herbie Hancock. You had. Um, you, you sound like uh, you have the same taste as my dad. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, it's right? Johnny's dad's right. influence. Yeah, I no. was like 16 years old. And I remember just vibing off "Return for Return to Forever." You know that group, listening to that whole yeah. style of music, and it just blew my mind. Man, you know, I I really uh, admire what you do because it's something that I am not that good at. And but even having that ear where you're listening off of the other people because you're improvising and I mean that that's got to be just amazing 
like an amazing feeling of ooh, we're creating this like right now mm-hmm. it, it to me that's awesome every comic has a little bit and i mean johnny talk about that time how, how comics and, and musicians are synonymous we want to be we want to be it but we don't but then we do but then well you know, you know the thing is like uh of course reggie and i do a lot of shows together mm-hmm. right but his set is his set my set's my set and so although every once in a while uh, a joke will come out and and you know we'll inspire each other but having a group um like doing that that that's that's amazing to me um like a team that's awesome. a team yeah yeah um so i'm johnny corn this is by the way uh reggie uh, how you doing i'm, Re- I'm reggie shorter and uh i'm the co-host on by the way <laughs> Um, I have a question for you. I was thinking about as far as like people say like different like influences and stuff like that though. What is your, if you had to influence somebody else like or, or pass something on to somebody, could you teach this? And cause I guess, cause it seems like you're very well spoken for and stuff like that, my man, you know what I'm saying? I mean like as far as like a, you know, like a, like a role model or something like that, would you, uh, would you teach that to somebody and how would you do it? You know, like as far as like just inspire, just inspiration. You know what? As far as, if, if, if someone had an interest in becoming a musician, whatever that instrument would be, uh, but they were, they wanted to, they came to me and said, you know, how do I get this going? Mm-hmm. I would tell them, you know what, man, start with your ears, start with your ears, like, like deep search, uh, the, the music that you listen to because they're how that music, that particular genre came out to be always is, is always uh, from, from a, prior music genre and it's like there's there's also these these the 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 times of which that these genres existed you know the like the um the way that we that we uh were in the struggle during the 60s and the 70s with respect to um civil rights with respect Mm -hmm. to um trying to gain the freedom you know, or from the, I, I don't know uh, how to put it into words exactly, but, you know, I'm like, you know, 50 years old, and I remember when the, there was a time when we were conscious, right? Yeah. The struggle, and, you and, know? And, and the, you know, growing up in the Bay Area during the, the, the 70s, you know, you felt there was, a con- people were conscious, and people were like, even as a child, mm-hmm. I could sense that. Yes. And uh, yes. I don't and know I what happened, it. but it's like you know, it seems like it's, things have flipped, and it's a it's it's a trippy time right now. It, it, it is, and I think that we, people do need a voice out there. Um, to and and here's one thing I will say about Rebels Camp is, you have a song. Uh, it, it, there's some songs that you have that actually have kind of a little bit of a uh, awareness to it. Um, I the, the and I'm trying to blank on the name of the song, but is about, uh, about the uh, homeless. I'm trying to. What are you talking about? Yeah, I. I I'm yes, yeah. That song is called Intense City. Thank you. I was just trying to blank on the name, but yeah. When, how do you know what uh, causes you're going to, or you know, who in the group? Uh, is it just like someone's passionate about it, so you all uh, get on board to do a song about? Like uh, the, an issue or is it something that um is more like um shared i'm gonna tell you how it goes like did you see it like did you see that situation and then you guys wrote it as you seen that as you seen that and did you just 
basically painted that picture that you've seen in, in real life or is it actually somebody's real life experience or how did you guys I'm gonna tell you how it, how it exactly goes, it goes down. We go in the studio, we set up the mics, and we play. And whatever manifests at that session gets manifested. So th- th- I, I just find it to be uh, good that um, you know you guys do sometimes speak to issues not 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 every song but now that song is yeah, that, the, the yeah, music no. is good you know oh, yeah well oh, yeah uh actually because we're talking about intensity maybe we should play it um dj so this is actually uh rebels camp and i love this song that's why i wanted to make sure it was included uh with this show i want to make i want to jump but, in and just to make a real quick comment before that song comes on you guys, as far as like I understand, people making music and everybody makes music anyhow they want to though. But make it be about something, though. You know, make it make make substance. I know substance is a big thing about with music and everything. But this guy has a lot of great substance in his music. Okay, David, hit it.
going and everybody's out to get theirs. When the world ends, they're just going to get more and more and more and more and more and more motherfucking ridiculous. Trying to get up on yours, all that you work for, because they can't get nothing. That was Rebels Camp, and in studio we have Juan Maserati from Rebels Camp. Hola, people. Hola. And let me ask uh, the Rebels Camp name. Um, who came up with that? I was just curious because I sp- and spelling it with a K. That was kind of interesting. With the K, <clears throat> you know, I actually don't have the or I don't have. Uh, the actual origins story, but I know it, it came within the uh, Hustle Camp family. Got it. Got so, it. Um, but uh, I dig the name. Yeah, no, I dig the name. I think it's a fantastic name. That's why I wanted to ask the question yeah, because I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's cool. Um, now, if they want to check out all things Rebel Camp, uh, where would they do that? So, if you want to check out all things Rebels Camp, go on to Facebook and follow the Rebels Camp Facebook page. And from there, we always post our events and uh, what's happening with uh, with respect to the studio, album coming up, and things like of that nature. And, of course, Rebels Camp has a website, which I think is what? Rebels Camp with a K? RebelsCamp.com. Okay. So I did get that right. Uh, and Reggie, where can people find you? You can find me at shorterthanyou.com or you can show me just putting Reggie Shorter and that's my Google, Facebook, and my IG. Just put it in, follow me, see what I'm up to. And if you want to follow me uh, anywhere, uh, you can go to johnnycorner.net and actually there are links to all of my uh, social media so you can just click on it and it sends you right there. And of course, we have uh, Producer Dave. And I, I got to just say... One of the reasons why I wanted to interview you, uh, Juan, is because I'm a fan. And I find it, if if you're a fan of the person's music, or whatever they do, their art, then it's a more interesting interview uh, because uh, of that. You know, so I I just... Thank you, man. uh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. And definitely nice to have this platform to, to speak with you and share this with you. Thank you, David. Oh yeah, I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about something a little bit. One day, fucking early 2016. I don't know if me and Juan were uh, on a like a like a like a chat or if we were like hanging out or whatever. But we decided that uh, since we uh, knew all these musicians, we might should do a music podcast. And uh, then the following Tuesday, I think it was a Thursday, and the following Tuesday was the first episode of Local Love. So uh, Juan, do you want to want to tell the folks a little bit? Local Love's now once a month, uh, kind of winding it down. Uh, it was just too much work. Um, too chaotic but uh one talk you should talk a little bit about uh the podcast that you uh helped launch on on this here network you know that is something that is i'm very proud of the fact that um it, it is true there was that one night 
where basically uh, me and producer Dave here was just was just chatting in the living room, as a matter of fact. When the studio was out there. When the studio was out there, and we were just saying, man, I don't know, it was like uh, you were, at that time, were getting pretty heavy into Linux audio, right? Oh, well, I mean, the studio was already set up. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, the stu- I had to be into, I had to be all the way, I had to be all the way in for us to do it. That's how I know you then. I remember you guys had the thing in the studio. I remember everybody was freestyling and rapping and stuff when yeah. I first came out the first time. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think the first time I was the at the Local Love was with uh, probably Kenny Thomas. Uh, probably, Southern, yeah. Yeah, in Southern Baptist. So that, that episode of Local Love um, is available on Echoplex, I'm pretty sure. Like every episode of Local Love is available at Echoplex. Media. Hell yeah. So, so this was the, like the very first episode? Uh, yeah, the first episode. I think we had... We put the word out like Thursday or Friday for music, and I think like ten or twelve people, uh, artists, sent us multiple songs. I think the first episode we played the first Cat Robichaux song. I know we played some Sweet Haya, played some Rebels Camp, probably played some more Rebels Camp, played some Awan's uh, s- uh, solo material, which we'll probably play another song of here pretty soon. And uh, we played, I think we definitely played. Um, I think we had already gotten. Um, oh, Lucy Arnell sent us music the first week. We but we went up with way more music than we thought we were going to go up with because we put the call out local artists and we got like a bigger response than I thought we would and the music was all good you know what if, I'll tell you what if you wanted to play your next song I would say 20 motherfuckers because that was how it was when it first started off this thing um, when the podcast 20 motherfuckers oh yeah 20 motherfuckers because it was like that we had we had tons of people coming through sitting around and it was really a, a, an amazing time for where you know it was it was it was it was balls to the balls, but it was at the same time it was one of the most funniest shit uh, as far as the, the, all the things that were being discussed, the live music uh, appearances and shit like that. That was just mind fucking blowing, man. Right on, right on. And oh. it was captured, goddamn it. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was captured, and even to this day, every episode of of uh, Local Love is available now on Echoplex Media. Man, it's crazy. I um, I have a quick quick memory. I uh, I remember the first time before I was doing comedy, I came over a couple of times with my boys. You guys had this setup. It was in the living room, and I guess my friend like spit for like an hour. I forgot what his name was, but he came in here with some dreadlocks, light skinned kid. Um, I think he's out of Santa Clara. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. I hate that, but you were awesome. I was gonna say you were in it. You held it hospitable. I think one of my boys dropped some stuff on the ground. You didn't trip out or nothing like that. You could have probably kicked him in the face. He was, <laughs> you know. Please, please. If, I'm, know, if I'm but, a bunch of musicians in to interview them and everybody's drinking and shit, I'm not. Oh, it was. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta it, was it was awesome. I was gonna say right on, man. You gotta expect some level of chaos. <laughs> well, just any like artists in general. Yeah, you're gonna have chaos. Um, but uh, so that was uh, really kind of interesting to to me. Uh, how many years ago was that? Uh, 2016. I mean, oh, 2016, 17, 18, 18. I, 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 oh, four years ago. I, I mean, I can find the while well, you guys chat. I'll find the date of the first episode dropping. Sick. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you for all my friends too. They have signed up and they are now subscribing and listening to this show right now too. You guys got those cards and everything. Oh, Sign up and make yes. it happen. So. With um, with the music, uh, what uh, I'm sure you probably have when you perform live, 
I'm pretty sure you must have this like adrenaline that has because if it's like comedy, if it's anything like comedy, that adrenaline, you're probably on a um, a post show high for quite a while before you can come down. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that when you um, right after performing a, a great set. You're just—it's a, it's a very euphoric, euphoric feeling that just lasts for hours, man. That drug. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, my addiction is performing on stage, right? Yeah. I mean, there's worse addictions yes. to have, right? Yeah. But but there's nothing mm. like that show high, and anyone that's not a performer, they're just not going to get it. it. Feels so good too. Like it's just a, just a response. Like there's nothing better than like us saying something now. And then all of a sudden, you're delivering that to the world, and everybody responding just the way you want them to. Like, yes, yep. You know, like, man, that's it's our work, and uh, it's a gift. Yeah, and Rebels Camp's performed pretty much all over the place. I I was looking at the list of places that you uh, have performed, and I just find it to be um, amazing. You guys are really out there doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. We you know, man, we we. Have performed all over the Bay Area, and you know we've uh, you know done the Warp Tour. We've done a uh, you know a couple spots, I think down down south, but uh, down south. But uh, yeah, man, we, we we just we are we are still doing it because it's like it's like nothing like nothing nothing like it, man. Being on that stage when you're performing and you're letting whatever the moment happen happen, and that to me is just like. Uh, you know, it's a wonderful feeling. Now, of the venues that you've done, uh, do you have a particular favorite? Just the way maybe it's set up or or the way the, uh, or in, in general? Like your favorite stage. Well, I'll tell you what. We perform every year. We have performed um, every year at the uh, Sofa Festival, the South First, South First Street uh, Music Festival. And basically, uh, every time that we perform at Sofa, it's always an an amazing time, man. That would be, I would think that would be awesome, because that's uh, um, a really nice festival. Oh, it's great. Yeah, and it also brings out all the, it gives all the local South Bay musicians a chance to really, you know, get their music heard. Mm-hmm. And, and we all come together. It's almost like a, a very spiritual thing that happens man the networking is nice the networking the the brotherhood if you will right well and i i find it uh anytime you connect any person that's out there please please support your local artists yes Um, yes you know there's so much good music uh and comedy and everything else but there's so much good music that is out there that's just not on top for you know like top 10 on the charts you know billboard doesn't make you great Sorry, Billboard doesn't make you great. So, I mean, I know I understand Billboard as far as numbers and stuff, though, but I know I've had well, conversations with these guys before. Great music is definitely found. You he- know. Heck, the, the, the song uh, You Light Up My Life became number one in the 70s. It just shows, like, uh, it's still, I heard it the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> yes. I was going like, oh, my God, this made, made it to number one? What? Um, <laughs> I agree. So it doesn't necessarily mean that, number one doesn't necessarily mean that it's a good song. There are a lot of good songs that are number one. But right. there's a lot of number one songs that are pretty awful too. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. But the whole underground sound is where it's at. And that's what people don't understand. It's like listen to your local artists and say that you're listening to this and you're in oh, I don't know, uh Utah or or you're in 
uh, Florida or you're in somewhere else in the world, still check out your local scene because there, I'm sure there's plenty of really cool cats out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's in this, especially in in this in this area, there are many bands, many artists who are really killing it, man, mm-hmm. killing it every day because they're out there and they're performing. And you know, it's that's 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 the, that's the thing that I really. Um, I give a lot of respect to our people that are no matter what the time, the age, the the you know, rhyme or reason. If that they're if they are out there pushing their craft, pushing what they believe they you know what they're about. You know whether it's art, comedy, music, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know I respect that man. I respect it. If you could work with anybody dead or alive right now, who would it be? Oh, that's a good question. I just wrote that one. That's all. Hmm. Tell you what, man. I, I you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know because it's, it's, it's just so many. It's so, so many. many like, I'm just like overwhelmed with like <laughs> tons of people in my, some people in my head. I, if if it were me, it would be Charlie Chaplin, uh, just because. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, yeah, because I'm a big fan of his. Michael Jackson. You know, maybe something before all the weird stuff. I think. Honestly, if I want, if I wanted to get really kind of like, wow, I want to understand, I want to understand more, John Coltrane, I want to understand. Ooh. Yes, he, he was in this whole thing. There, he based his modal modal style of performing. This, you know, I I, I kind of understand. I want to understand it, but I, because it's really deep how he laid that whole structure out, man. You know, well, with the respect to scales oh, yeah. and stuff like that, and uh, j- it's. Always amazing to me when, um, and music is like, well, comedy is like this too, but music is definitely like this. Each person builds on what someone else did. So, but you, but when you do that, your influences create something completely new Agreed. that didn't exist before. So, the, your, like your music style, um, it has these different influences, for, but it's so unique to to you and Rebels Camp that it it's just. A wonderful mm-hmm. um, I, I will say this just from a personal observation that that now that I like lately I've been here listening to these documentaries on bl- the authentic blues yes and basically the influence and the deep impact of the music was to the extent that it was not about four for a time right it was twelve eight. It was six eight. It was these time signatures that drove the blues format. But what happened was pop music for for many years was basically four four mm. until you, until even until up until the the, the point when uh, they they brew back to you know take five right. You know that changed the game. It changed the flavor. And I guess what I'm saying is that is that um, what I feel like in the South Bay. This area is that we're there's cats that are moved past four four. They're in that twelve eight. They're in that six four eight. They're in that seven five. They're they're really that's there's a and that's capturing that sort of soul of this of the music scene out here. It's mm-hmm. it's it's it's, it's popping. It's cracking. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. The thing with time signatures for people that don't know. Uh, so four four time is just one two three four one two three four, yes. which is a very very basic format. But uh, I'm just saying this for people that are not musicians, so they understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, 
is there a particular time signature that you uh, prefer? I'll tell you what I really trip on are the time signatures that were established by the West Coast synthesis crews. Wow. Yeah, I'm nice. talking about. I'm yes. talking about. Please people. talk about that. I'm talking about the you know, you know, West Coast the Buchelas, where you know, are basically my homie from Rebels Camp, Justin, can basically tell you all about it. You know, the Buchelas sound, the West Coast sound, as opposed to the Moog sound, and that basically, you know, that the uh, the way that we started introducing sequencing in our and our in our our pages, that all these different types of things started popping up, and it, and I believe I don't quote me on it, but I think that in, really influenced uh, m- music, at least on West Coast on the West Coast side of things, influenced music really really heavy. That that possibility of having a, a rhythm set being developed by electronic synthesis. Now, I will say this about uh, the Bay Area sound. Something that people, it, it goes way, way back. People don't realize, like take five, psychotic reaction. Uh, that They were San Jose. And, uh, you know, it, it, and San Francisco, you had a bunch. You had um, uh, Jefferson Airplane. You had mm-hmm. the Grateful yes. Dead. You had, so, like, the, the, the Bay Area has produced so much good music through, throughout the years, and you're continuing Molly with that Cru- great Molly tradition. Crew. Oh, I forgot about them. Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Motley Crue. Yeah. Um, what is your um, go-to karaoke song? <laughs> <laughs> good question. <laughs> Just yeah. throwing something out of the field at you. <clears throat> well, you know, there was this James Ingram song I used to do back in my day. Where it started off like, I've done my best, but I guess my best wasn't good. Oh, enough. yes. Because here we are, back where okay. we were before. And Hell yeah. Now, for, for me, it would oh, be yes. like uh, Johnny Cash, uh, because my, like when I sing, I'm singing down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, and I, I, I just think it's going to be one of the most interesting um, things. If people want to catch Rebels Camp, and it's Camp with a K. Okay. Uh, it's rebelcamp.com. Oh, that'll, be in, that'll be in the show notes. And it will be in the show notes. So that's going to be good too. Show notes. And, uh, it, you know, you're going to be dropping the um, new music in the spring. That's got to be really exciting. I, 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 I tell you what, this music, this album that's that's coming, man. I'm, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not about you know hype, trying to take something and hype it. But I can only tell you from for my experiences of sitting in that studio, listening to the songs and listening to how they they are coming along. That man, this is going to be really, uh, 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 it's 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 going to be amazing. It's really going to we're going to pick it up. A, a really more expanded side of Rebels Camp, that in the sense that it's going to get back to what, what we were always wanting to be, and, and that is just to be, just to be in love, just to be happy, just to you know, just to be in the in good times with your friends and your family, and having the 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 the, uh, the, 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 the the barbecue and the and 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 the sun and you know, the, you know, kicking it near the ocean, right. Pacific, a half moon base, Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. See, you know, and then we wanna, wanted to share that love, man. Well, one, one thing I will point out with with um, 
I know that you're really proud of this. Um, I'm excited for you. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I'm, I'm, man, I'm ready for you guys to drop that and have a great one, man. Definitely. Well, I, I actually, uh, we, we had this conversation. We were in the other room. Uh, this is not now. This is a couple days ago. Uh, and you were telling me about the album and how excited you were. And so I, I I'm myself can't wait for it to come out. I find myself going, and you, it must be wh- worse for you because you're like, <laughs> it's your music. But for me, I'm not you, right? I'm not, yes, yes. I'm not involved in the group. Yes. But I'm like, I'm excited for you and I want it to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you dealing with the anticipation? Well, I, you know, I just, we, we are, uh, we're just right now, Focus in on on as we're taking each song in, taking on the notes, using our ears to just see how the, each track on the song could be its best. You know, make taking consideration of each other's um, you know frequency range with respect to the instruments they play, and basically uh, at the at the end of this uh, at the end of the of that process is the uh, the opportunity to master pre-master a song mm. before we can actually commit it so that to, to us is uh is it's it's helped and it's really helped us to get that more finished quality of a product where it just sounds now is, totally correct man is the sound different from uh, your previous work <clears throat> i would say that the difference is is that we are we were given the opportunity to have established a studio of our own and which is uh grow your own uh studios and it's basically uh it will be that's going to be the the home base for future grow your own uh record um releases but um basically we have the opportunity to build a studio and because now that we have a studio that we can record and play at without having the clock being pressed on you where you're like you know because when you're doing an album and you're on studio clock on the clock you know paying for the dollars for the hour Stress. you know it, you, you you it limits it restricts how creative or how deep you can go on to each song and so now that we have that restriction lifted we can now sit back and take our time as all you know all of us just sit back and relax and say okay let's listen to this and 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 it, and the effect has been tremendous and and super positive because without that uh, on us now we could just sit back and and really take time to go deep and, and listen intently on what we're doing and make those changes and then uh, move ahead with the finished product well and that's that's the thing too is like uh, going into studio uh, and you're you have all the time of the world mm-hmm it's obviously going to sound a little bit different because you can take your time to do it. So I, I, I totally hear what you're saying. Yes, definitely. Sir. I've been in the studio and uh, when I was in, I was doing some music in a, in a Santa Rosa, and definitely, man, per hour it was like 250 bucks. So what we had to do is we had to bring a rough copy and just pay for the mastering, but. That process, man, that hour flew so damn fast, dude. It was like literally up to like three grand, like quick. So I'm glad you have your own studio and stuff. That no, I, that's stress, man. I yeah. think that's major. Ma- having your own studio is major. Congratulations on that. Yes, sir. I mean, that, that alone um, is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people don't understand how expensive it is to re- go into a professional recording studio and uh, to create a, a, an entire uh, album. I mean, I'm just putting it out there for people that are not musicians and 
it, it's an expensive thing to do. The so, engineer, and then you gotta get the band and everybody together, and they're all on the same page. And you mm-hmm. know, that's yeah, it's incredible, man. Now, have you guys um, ever considered like, or have you um, have live recordings of um, like an entire concert? Have you ever recorded and released? I know that we have uh, uh, various uh, live videos of us performing on YouTube and other sources where there is a you know us performing in concert. Uh, so that would be a place I would check. But as far as uh, f- releasing an like if we had a, a, a release for a live album right. that is not that has not occurred yet, but. I don't. Uh, I wouldn't put it past us not to. I think we w- we will put a live album out in the f- in the future. Yeah, because it just occurred to me if you haven't seen them live, you need to do yourself a favor and see yep. them live. I I will say, right now because you're recording the album, you're not really uh, out there uh, performing as much. But that will change, uh, I'm sure, in the spring. Uh, well, so l- let me ask you, if when when this does happen. Uh, when when the music does come out, uh, what is the best way to to find it? I mean, is it going to be something where um, it's going to be all over the place right away? Absolutely. So it's like you know, I have to say you know a, a short blip to how amazing it is for artists to have access to these resources online. Where mm-hmm. basically the technology has been so so precise and efficient that you know if you wanted to start your own media entertainment label on top of your your studio platform and and start building your own sort of mini mini uh, music label it's extremely easy to do so with respect to the music that we drop we're able to when we release the music it's able to go instantly to all the media um yeah, places I, like Amazon Music, Apple Music, um, Spotify, and so on, and we're going to do that for this uh, upcoming album as well. And your um, so your music is Rubble Scamp. Uh, music is available wherever you get your music. Yes, pretty much? yes, sir. Okay, yeah, because that's important. Um, I, I support your local artists, you know, and oh God, you guys are really good. So I mean, there, there is that Rebel Scamp with a K. Yes, Rebel Camp with a K. So, um, do you have a particular song you would like us um, to uh, to to leave with? Let's see. I would go with um, Satabria. What's what song uh, would you recommend, producer Dave from Satabria? Jesus Christ. Um. I know that's going to be a hard decision right no there. No pressure, no pressure, Dave. Uh, my name is Johnny Corn. Uh, my website is johnnycorn.net. All my social media stuff will be there. And I'll tell you what, when that uh, album drops, I'll put it on my website. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Thank you. I, Thank I'll you, Johnny. Sure I'll make sure that it's there. Woo! It's obviously going to be on Equiplex as well. Um, I'm sure, or, you know, like links to it, I'm sure. Maybe. I mean, maybe, I'll probably maybe. just have the boys in for an interview. That's, yeah, probably the easiest thing. And I'll thing. probably have the music before y'all do. Ooh. You'll probably be able to hear it here first during a stream or something, which I think is awesome. Which I think that would be happening. <laughs> yeah, it's probably we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll probably we'll probably have the boys in and, yeah. and have some fun. No, yeah, I, I think that sounds great. Yeah, and I just want to basically say, you know, uh, my shout out to my Rebels Camp fam, 
I want to shout out to all all the fans and everyone that's basically supporting us over the years. We love you. And uh, just we want to just also give a shout out to the local music community, all the homies in the in the in the area in the spot, and uh, well, I you know let's continue to support each other in in, in twenty twenty. Yes, so. absolutely. And so, uh, Reggie, if people want to find out uh, where to find your stuff, how do they do that? Yes, you can find me on on Twitter. Twitter, Facebook, and IG, and it's under Reggie Shorter. I also have some stuff on Facebook. I mean, also on YouTube. Uh, thanks to thanks to David, I have a pretty cool uh, podcasting up there on the YouTube. You know, you guys can check that out too now, as well. What that is is that's actually um, you doing a set headlining at Grapes of Laugh, in, and um, so it's the actual live performance. Yes. Of you on Grapes of Laugh, um, not that long ago. I think what a month ago. Yeah. Thank you, Johnny, and thank yeah. you, David. Yeah, so so there's that. Uh, Producer Dave, if people want to find out more about what Echoplex does or anything about you. Oh, just go to our website, echoplexmedia.com, or uh, especially follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. We're making friends and influencing people over there. There you go. Yes. And one, if people want to check you out or check out uh, Rebels Camp. Follow the Rebels Camp Facebook page. And, of course, um, I'm on uh, Facebook. You can follow me there as well. And I, this is Johnny Korn. Um, what did we decide on a song yet? Yeah, I'm gonna oh. do "Let Go Release." Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome! Have a great tomorrow, everyone. So